Welcome to the show, everybody. On today's show, we're going to preview the Samford baseball series, Southeastern softball, playing some national, nationally, not national, nationally televised games against Alabama. Basketball gets a big win over Lamar, and we've got an awesome interview with Southland Conference Baseball Hitter of the Week, Tyler Finke. Really cool interview with Tyler. And uh, as uh, Southeastern takes on Samford this weekend back at home. But we begin with the uh, the most recent. Let's start from the beginning, right? Okay, so Tuesday show, we previewed Jackson State. That game obviously was on Tuesday. Southeastern rolls over Jackson State in uh, the first road game of the year. So we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll start in reverse. 19 nothing. 19 nothing win for the Lions. They score five in the first, five in the second, three in the third, and then six in the fourth. The standouts in this one. Jake Killingsworth goes three for four with three runs scored and four runs batted in. And then Connor Manola has a career day. Friend of the show, Connor Manola. Never forget it. Uh, two for two with six runs batted in for Connor. Champ Artigues, another big game for Champ. Two for three with three runs batted in. Very good. Very good. Also, our new friend Tyler Finke, one for three with three runs scored. 19 nothing. Uh Aaron Hosack made his debut. He went 5 innings on the mound allowing just 2 hits, no runs, 6 strikeouts and only walked one batter. Adam Guth back on the mound. He made his season debut, goes uh, just one inning but struck out two. And then Hayden Robb struck out the side. Or uh no, he faced four batters, he hit one and then struck out the other three. Almost but still very good. 19-0. Just unreal. We only allowed two hits all day. Fantastic. Fantastic. So now we'll go to Samford as one of, or face Samford as one of 35 undefeated teams in the nation. And we'll get our guy Brendan Stuprich on the mound on Friday, which is today. Um, Southeastern softball, still perfect. They haven't played since we last talked, but they will play at, uh, I'm recording this around 10. This, uh, They'll actually start playing at 11 against Indiana State. And then finally, we went to basketball. Uh, the women's streak is snapped. Losing to Lamar, 66-54. to 54. It's the, the least annoyed I am. Not annoyed. I don't think that's the right word. It's the least frustrated I am with a loss all season. We had one bad quarter. It shows what one bad quarter can do. We lost the second quarter 19 to 6. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look at the, the, the four losses we have in conference, we lost to UNO, and that was not good. Uh, we lost to this Lamar team, and then uh, we lost to UIW. Every other game, I don't know. I just maybe it's maybe it was just a bad day. I, I we only shot thirty four percent. We only shot sixteen percent from three. 
Um, we got out-rebounded for the second consecutive game by 12. I am not worried, though. Jen Pierre was sensational. Career-high 21 points. She scored uh, in double figures in three of the last four. So we've got another uh, another scoring option. Uh, Haley Giortano, for the seventh consecutive game, reaches double figures. Again, it was that second quarter. If you take out the second quarter, do we win the game? Uh, we're tied. We're down. Yeah, we would have won. We would have won the game by one point if we take out the second quarter. So we didn't play badly. We played badly for eight minutes. Or ten minutes. I'm sorry. Been covering a lot of high school basketball. and That's eight-minute quarters. So I've got I got to get that out of my head. Anyway, um, yeah, 66-54. We got McNeese in a, in what should be a fun game on Saturday at home for Senior Day. That game's at 1 o'clock. Who are our seniors? Our seniors are Sierra Cunningham, Chrissy Brown. Chrissy Brown, I, I, I keep thinking she's like a sophomore, but she was a JUCO transfer. So uh, Chrissy Brown will play her final game in Hammond on Saturday. Natalie Kelly. And uh, that's who we got. Only three. So still a very young team uh, for next year. So very exciting. But uh, job's not done. Still have the the uh, the lead in the Southland Conference standings. With two games remaining, uh, Southeastern has a... They're tied with Corpus Christi, but we hold the tiebreaker over Corpus Christi for uh, the number one seed. The problem is, is that the conference shares regular season championships, whether you have a tiebreaker or not. So it would be awesome if we could find a way to pass Corpus Christi in the final two games. That way we get the sole conference championship. We'll always be able to tell people that we want it, um, but... It would just be nice to have that sole conference crown. Uh, Lamar, if they wind up gaining one more game on us, they could potentially bump us out of the top two. Uh, because Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi passes us and Lamar ties us. We would fall back into third. So it is a race to see who's going to wind up uh, finishing in the top two. Again, Southeastern in McNeese on Saturday. The men's game was a lot more fun. It is the it was the biggest margin of victory for the men all season long against the Division I school. Second most against any school. Beat William Carey by uh, 34 on November 26th. Beat Bellhaven by, if I do the math correctly, 40, 37 or 36, whatever it is, 107 to 71 on December 7th. Our previous best win against a Division I opponent this year was 80 to 62 against Southern. We beat Lamar 83 to 60 in, I think, the best performance of the year. I mean, obviously, I just said it was the, the largest margin of victory, but to come out on the road against a team that is competitive. And to play the way we did, we looked like a championship team. Roger McFarlane put together one of the greatest stat lines in Southeastern history. 
he combines for 46 points, rebounds, and assists, which which just doesn't happen at the college level. 26 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists. Brody Roberry is starting to find his stride. 13 points, 6 of 7 from the field. He's only missed one shot over the last two games. He's now 11 for 12 from the field over the last two contests. Boogie Anderson adds 12. Nick Caldwell adds 10. All-around performance. All-around performance. Uh, Nate Calmese only scores 13. That's below his average. He came into the game as the second-highest-scoring freshman in the nation. Lamar only shoots 40% from the field. Just a good game. Good game. Uh, rebounding. How did we do rebounding? Out-rebounded them by 10 and only turned the ball over seven times. Good win. Good win. So, again, we've got McNeese. Got to get revenge on McNeese. It's hard to beat a team twice. If you're McNeese, it's hard to beat any team twice. They've cooled off after that little winning streak they had. Got to win on Saturday. I mean, that is such a winnable game and in such a, an important spot. As um, let me, I, I looked at this last night. We have a, like, I would say it's probably a 5% chance to get a first round by. So two games left, right? Northwestern State, they've already locked up a, a bye to the semifinals. They're going to be in the top two, no matter what. They're, they've got a two-game lead plus the tiebreaker over us. Corpus Christi split the season series against us. They've got a two-game lead. If they lose out and we win out, we would obviously finish tied. Then it would come down to tiebreakers. And if Commerce is the next team in line, we would pass Corpus Christi because that's the tiebreaker. It's a lot to unpack, but there is a small chance. So if Corpus Christi wins again or we lose again, it's done. Don't have to worry about scenarios, whatever. Um, But that's what we're looking at right now. We have, I think, officially clinched... Nine and seven. Um, no, we have not clinched a bye to the quarterfinals yet. We need a commerce. We need a win or a commerce loss. So a win to, on Saturday actually locks us up into the top four. Okay. That's basketball. And that's uh, that's it for our uh, our recap. We got through that pretty quickly, I think. Um, right? I guess. Maybe not. Uh anyway, um so with that, we'll just we'll move right along. We've got our interview with Tyler Finke. Before we get to our interview with Tyler, that interview is brought to you by our good friends at Wise Guys Daiquiris, the best daiquiri in all of Hammond, and dare I say, all of A Meat. Wise guys, they'll make you a daiquiri. You can't refuse. The flavor of the month remains to be king cake. And they've got that new line of flavored lemonade daiquiris. Why is that important? Well, because they've got great flavors like Baja Blast, Electric Lemonade, Pink Lemonade. And if you're headed to the path this weekend, they'll be serving those flavored lemonade daiquiris. The flavored lemonade daiquiri menu 
Twisted Tea, Strawberry Peach, Watermelon, Mango, and Pink Lemonade. They'll be serving them at the Pat this weekend. Uh, that, in, that includes today. So be sure to say that your friend John sent you, or don't. They'll serve you anyway, as long as you're of age. Um, but we love partnering with Wise Guys. They are fantastic. And like I said, best daiquiri in Hammond. Best daiquiri in Hammond, without a doubt. Two locations, one in Hammond on West University Avenue, one in Amite at 1007 West Oak Street. Wise Guys daiquiris, they'll make you a daiquiri you can't refuse. And they're sponsoring today's interview. Today's interview is with Southeastern Baseball's Tyler Finke. Great conversation with Tyler. Can't thank him enough for joining the show. Here is our interview with Tyler Finke. All right, everybody. We are very pleased to be joined by Southland Conference Hitter of the Week, Tyler Finke. Tyler has the um, – first of all, thank you for joining us. Absolutely, no problem. Has the fame gone to your head yet? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I won it before – this is the first okay, so this is this is you're you're used to it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been here before, so yeah, been, I mean, right, right. We'll take um, it, but <laughs> um, so going into Samford uh, tonight, if you're listening tonight, um, or they're already playing, if you're listening at another date, but um, so far offense clicking probably more so than it's only it's only five games, but I mean consistently. The, the offense has been there for everybody in the lineup. Just what do you think uh, has been the, the key to that success early? Uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, being patient at the plate. I think we're second in the nation in walks. And, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Pim has done a great job with us, um, you know, waiting for our pitch and getting – he calls it getting to our green, which is 11 inches of the plate that we can cover. So um, I think Coach Pim's done a great job of getting us in our zone and then – we're able to draw walks and get people on base and get people going. And then someone lays in the big hit to bring in the runs. So. Yeah. I think that's like the thing that um, the team has always been good about getting on base, but there were times last year where with runners in scoring position and with runners on base, we didn't see the offense coming through. And this year it's, we've almost been spoiled by it. Um, Was that a big emphasis um, going in, especially early, you know, getting off on the right foot offensively for you guys? Uh, yeah, I think it's always been a big emphasis since I've been. Well, here yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that was pretty – of course it is. Like, right, no, right, I'm not right. focusing on, on scoring runs. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, though. <laughs> um, right, but we've gotten off to a, a great start of it this year. I think in years past, you know, we've been able to get on base and, you know, create some havoc, but nobody's really been able to land that punch early. And I think the first or second inning this year – We've mm-hmm. we've averaged at least two or three runs in those innings. So, I mean, being able to throw that punch early and get out ahead and get control of the game early, I think is a big deal for us. Yeah, it's been super fun. And then um, going on the road for the first time and, and to play the, the way that you guys did on the road, that had to, I guess, almost validate that opening weekend because, you know, you're at home, familiar territory. Um, and then to go on the road and, and play the way you guys did, um, that had to give you a ton of confidence now that you're returning back to Hammond this weekend. Absolutely. You know, um, we didn't really know what was going to, what we had against Jackson State up there. Um, 
we know what we had and we were comfortable with what we had and you know it showed on the field got off to a 5-0 lead first inning another five runs the next inning six runs the next inning and then we just kept piling on so um and obviously our pitching has done a great job but I mean another shutout on the road which is a huge deal you know we're yeah on the field for maybe 10 minutes at a time and then we get to come back to the dugout so whenever you can do that and you know, have your fielders out there just standing around all day and keep our legs fresh to hit. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Speaking of the pitching, I mean, you know, uh, Brennan Stuprich came in with a lot of hype this year after the injury last year, and he goes out and shoves opening day. Will Kinsler still hasn't allowed a hit this year. And then the back end guys have been phenomenal as well. I mean, just you as a fielder, I mean, what can you say about, what that does for you guys. Like you said, you're not spending much time standing out there in the field, but you have to be so impressed with what they've done uh, so far to start the season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Stoop after his first year, you, we knew what he was. He's an absolute gamer and it hurt losing him last year, but um, we're so excited to have him back this year. And Kansas has been a consistent arm for us for the past three years. And then uh, I think the most impressive part is the back end of our bullpen. Um, you know, the depth that we have in our pitching rotation, I think, is one of the reasons we're going to have a, a big year this year. So, I mean, it's always nice. Just, you know, you can count on that guy on the mound and he'll, he'll always get it done. So uh, three games set against Sanford this weekend. Now, I was seeing – so you're, I think, tied at the time of this. You're tied for second in the nation stolen bases, but you're also moving up the, the stolen base chart at Southeastern. You're about mm -hmm. to pass my guy, Drew Avens. But – you're you you've done it all on turf so i think that you should get like a deduction a little bit because abe was running through the dirt man <laughs> is that true you slower on dirt i don't I, I don't know i feel like you would because it's like you know it would be like sand as right. opposed to turf yeah and the oh, dirt no, that's just me that's just me trying to, trying to defend my guy <laughs> uh, drew all credit to drew he's an absolutely great player and he comes back and plays with us before he goes up to spring training and he's taught me a lot of stuff, uh, you know, about base stealing and just how to get those bags. So I really appreciate him. What has been, um, I, I guess, was there a point in your time at Southeastern where you said, okay, this is like going to be, this is going to be something I can hang my hat on as a skill. You know, it's not just a situational thing for me. Every time I'm on, I could be a threat to steal. Um, was that something that you came in with or is that something that you kind of developed and said, okay, this is something that's going to uh, uh, help me in the long run that I'm going to start really working at as a craft? Yeah, no, I think it's it's been my whole life. I've always been, you know, the fastest kid on the team and I always knew that speed could change the game. So, um, you know, I've always, I've just been developing it since probably middle school, like yeah. speed camps, speed training, all that stuff. And um I got pretty good out in high school and then uh, got here and Coach Riser just kind of took it to another level. His base mm -hmm. running knowledge is is crazy. So, yeah, he really helped me, you know, elevate my base running game and uh, make sure those stolen bags were more of, more of a guaranteed thing than kind of just rolling the dice. Now, you're – I don't know if you've ever talked about this. You're a long way from home. How do you end up from Indiana down to South Louisiana? Yeah, so I went to a junior college in Alabama my freshman year of college. Same junior college my brother went to. Uh, okay. 
So we played in this fall league in high school that we just went around the country, played a bunch of JUCOs, and uh, he eventually signed with Sneed State, was a junior college. And then um, going coming out of high school, I didn't have any any really big offers. And he talked about how much he loved Sneed and how um, just how good of a program it was. And I, I wanted to play baseball in the South. I'm not much of a cold weather guy. Okay. So um, so I went there, and you know that 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 year that fall. Coach Gibbs saw me play and offered me that fall, and I committed that. I think it was around Christmas time. But uh, you know, I I love Hammond. It's it's just such a great place and great food, great people. You know, great weather. I, I got nothing to complain about. Or is Indiana one of those uh, states? Do you guys play a lot of high school ball, or is it more like um, I forget what it's called? Um, but I was in Nebraska for a little bit and. I thought it was so – I thought it was a really fun fact, and it turns out it wasn't, that, like, nobody played high school baseball. And they're like, no, they don't play high school baseball here, John. Yeah, we have high school baseball. We don't start until okay. April 1st is when we start. But, um, yeah, we have it. We go into, like, mid-June, mid to late June is when the state tourney is. So we play a little bit later after the, the school's over. But, um, yeah. I got to find out what that's called, and that's going to make me look really dumb. But, yeah, like, I – they had like all these guys playing like D2 baseball out there. I was like, oh, he didn't even play high school baseball. He's playing. Well, no, nobody plays high school baseball. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, who has been the guy that you've been, I guess, happiest for early on in the season? Because everybody, it seems, has had success. Is there one guy in particular that you're happiest for with the work that they've put in? Um, Obviously, Stu coming back from the injury is a big one. Definitely, yeah. Um, Champ Artigues, I think, it has found yeah. a, a home at first base. And, you know, his bat's always been consistent. It's just he had to find a position on the field. And once Puma left, he filled in that first base spot. He made some great defensive plays on the road at Jackson State the other day. And he's still swinging it well. So, I, I think probably Champ would probably be my biggest one. Yeah, I, I think that that's like – Champ's one of those guys that – he came in with so much hype and obviously the connection with Jay and then he's battled through injuries and we're finally seeing him at a hundred percent. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. this is what right. this guy can do when he's healthy. I think people forget that he was, he's been battling injuries basically his entire time in Hammond. Exactly. Um, you've been on a little bit of a media tour, man. Usually I get to interview people who like never get interviewed, but I'm interviewing a media veteran here i mean what has that been like for you you you've, you've been making the rounds yeah i'm not much for for all this but um <laughs> it had been too bad it had been too bad really i mean the guys i've been talking to have been really easy to talk to you as well so you know when i guess the people who are interviewing if they make it easy then it'll be easy you know? there you go man well i appreciate it you that's it's very kind um is there a reason for number two for you or did you just kind of get thrown that no i picked two um uh, growing up, I was always a Jeter fan, played shortstop, you know, number two has always been my number. And then had it through high school, Juco, I had 13 and um, okay. I was going to stick with 13 when I got here, but Trey Harrington had it mm -hmm. and um, he did, obviously didn't want to give it up. So I was like, all right, I'll just go back to two. And um, that's, I've been two ever since. Did your brother uh, wind up going anywhere after Juco? Yeah. Purdue Northwest. So okay. two up in, um, no, Purdue Northwest. I'm thinking of Purdue Fort Wayne. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what their mascot is. 
but Purdue, it's in it's actually in Hammond, Indiana. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> that's that is so weird. Um, and then finally, Tyler, just um, I mean, obviously, conference championship last year, but um, this has got to be. And again, it's so early. So much is made of this opening weekend across the nation. Everybody's expectations either are way too high or sometimes everybody writes everybody off. But this has got to be one of the more five-game stretches, if not the most five most fun five-game stretch you've had in your time in Hammond. Just mm-hmm. what has it been like um, having so much success? <clears throat> I mean, the amount of run production has been insane. Um, you know, I it's – obviously so fun yeah (laughs) everybody in the dugout is going crazy everybody's always have a smile on their face you know I think we're kind of ready for some intense games like this weekend against Sanford is going to be you know it's going to be a battle and we owe them something from last year so I think we're excited to get into those you know grinded out type of games but we're never going to complain scoring 20 runs yeah um what's your walk-up song this year and why welcome to the show Cody Johnson there you go. Um, so I did welcome or not welcome. I did Cody Johnson my freshman year of college. So I kind of wanted to start it with him and end it with him. And uh, welcome to the show. Just it sounded the best. Very good. And then um, let me think. Let me think of like a good close here. Um, best restaurant in Hammond. Oof. It's between tacos and beer and Kate Street. Okay. All right. So if we're going if we're going Mexican food, tacos and beer, but like seafood obviously is king down here. So I'm gonna have to probably just go K Street. Very good. The sushi good. is the sushi's great. Good process of elimination there, Tyler. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the time today, man. Um, and uh and uh, good luck this weekend against Sanford. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome. I tried Googling that thing I said about Nebraska not having high school baseball, and I don't know where I got that idea from. It's very clear that they have high school baseball in Nebraska. For those who were wondering about that uh, unanswered question in the middle of the interview, I have no idea. Maybe I'll figure it out one day. But as of right now, there's definitely high school baseball in Nebraska. All right, back to the show. Huge thanks to our guy Tyler Finke for joining us an absolute electric factory on the base paths. And uh, he'll be climbing that leaderboard. He'll be climbing that stolen base leaderboard. Probably rack up a few more this weekend against Samford. Before we get into the, uh, the Samford series, let's talk a little Southeastern softball, huh? Still undefeated, 9-0. and Got a game, uh, got two games today, trying to stay undefeated. One against Indiana State at 11 a.m. It's currently 10.30. I was hoping maybe I would have a chance to, like, live um, react to it. Can't can't watch it. Can only look at live stats. But Alabama, you can watch that game. That's on uh, the SEC Network Plus. How's Indiana State doing? Indiana State's 3-2. and two. They've got our old logo on the website. They've got our old logo on the website. All you have to do is go to our website and see, huh, that logo isn't there anymore. I wonder what happened to that logo. I wonder if the school maybe went through an athletic rebrand. Huh. 
oh, well, maybe I just go on their social media or I just Google them. Anyway, old logo on the Indiana State website. Uh, they've had a number of games canceled. They've only played five games. They've had one, two, three, four, five, as many games canceled as they've played. Not a, a big run scoring team. They average uh, they average less than five a game. So uh, let's get some good pitching. Let's get a win there and uh, move on. We've also got Alabama today. Now, Alabama is a, uh, a much more uh, well-known softball program than Indiana State is, surprisingly. Did you know that? That's the kind of... Um, that's the kind of information you'll only get on the state of Southeastern. Anyway, uh, we've only met Alabama once, and it was last year when we lost 5 nothing. We held them scoreless for the first four innings. They scored two in the five, two in the fifth, excuse me, three in the sixth, then won 5 to nothing. Uh, this year, Alabama has uh, not had the best start to the year. I think they lost to Lehigh to start the year. Yes, they lost 7-4 to four to Lehigh, and then they also lost to UCLA 5-3. to three. Uh, Nothing wrong with the U- losing to UCLA, who's the number two team in the country. Uh, but um, let's see where Alabama is in the top 25. NCAA softball top 25. It would be, as far as I know, our first ever uh, – Top 25 win? All right. Alabama is currently... Are they not ranked? Or did I just miss them? I don't think they're ranked. Oh, okay. They're 11th. I was going to say, like, how how are they not ranked? Yeah, they're, uh, they're ranked 11th. So uh, let's get a win over the 11th ranked team in the country, huh? We actually have two chances to beat them this weekend. We will play them on Saturday as well. Uh, we'll play Kennesaw State on Saturday and then Indiana State on Sunday. That's our softball schedule this weekend. So that'd be cool if we can win. Um, Southeastern baseball against Samford. The Samford Bulldogs. The team that beat us in the FCS playoffs, we want to beat them. want to beat them. And uh, that would be cool because then we would move to 6-0. and They also uh, swept us last year at their place, which is probably much more relevant. Um, <laughs> they swept us last year, so we have a chance to to get some revenge over them. They're 2-2 two two to start this year. 1-2 away from home. They uh, they played a three-game series against Memphis. They lost that series 2-1, uh, to one, and then they beat Jacksonville State 7-6 to six in a midweek earlier this week. Brennan Stuprich will be on the mound for us after that awesome performance to start the year against Lafayette. That's who we got on Friday. And... Um, the next time I talk to you, we'll have known what the results of that series are. 
I'm going to try to start, start doing something new where I just record like an instant reaction. So I have, you know, it's hard to remember everything that happened. Um, I'm going to try to start doing instant reaction, put all that together. And that'll be the episode along with hopefully a guest. Every time we talk, if we don't have a guest, then that's too bad. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, basketball against McNeese on Saturday, baseball against Sanford Friday through Sunday, softball is on the road. Again, huge thanks to Tyler Finke for his time. Excited to watch uh, some baseball this weekend. Hopefully we get some wins because last Saturday, I don't think we lost in, we, we, we didn't lose in softball, baseball, or men's or women's basketball. Let's do that again. Let's not lose again for an entire weekend because that that should that would be fun. Anyway, again, huge thanks to Tyler. Huge thanks to Wise Guys for sponsoring uh, the shows. Love partnering with them and can't thank them enough for their support. And a huge thanks to you, of course, uh, because without you, without people listening to the show, I look when I started this, I'm going to go on a little thing here. When I started this. It was to create a platform for something that I loved, and that's Southeastern. I'm not going to lie to myself and say that a ton of people care about Southeastern. I was expect I don't know what I expected the numbers to be. I really didn't. When you start something that is new, there is an immediate interest in it, and that interest declines. Which really I there have been, and if you're listening, you are one of these people. There have been loyal listeners from the start of this, and I cannot believe that. And it truly means the world to me, uh, because for me, I'm I'm just talking. I don't think there's anything that I'm doing that is special or anything. Um, but it just means the world that people care enough about Southeastern and care enough about what I'm doing to support it. And so thank you so much. Um, and I'll keep thanking you until forever because, um, it's, if nobody listened, there'd be no point to do it. And so thank you guys. And, uh, it's, I'm kind of talking like it's goodbye, but it's clearly not. It's just the end of this show. Um, so again, thank you so much. And, um, that's our show. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at the state of SLU. Follow us on Instagram at the uh, state of SLU. Some, uh, some good memes are coming. Believe it. And visit our website, the state of SLU.com. You can purchase a $5 subscription for uh, $5 monthly subscription or a $40 annual subscription. And that will give you access to all the fun facts, all the game notes, everything. I spent a ton of time researching for the website. Um, you can support the show that way and you'll get a ton of cool, um, stats to throw out there and have as knowledge if you subscribe. Um, but again, that's our show. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on Tuesday. It's lying up over everything. This is the state of Southeastern.